Hi, everyone, and welcome to Murder and Merlot. We are a true crime book club podcast. I'm your host, Tara. And I'm your host, Michelle. We are putting down our books and picking up the paper. Because this is the morning news. The first morning news in Michelle's new location. <laughs> I'm in the same place. In Michelle's. my new house. Michelle's in her new house. And I'm so happy and I love it. And I hope I'm not too echoey. This is like our trial episode. See if I need to. We'll see how it goes. Hang blankets around my room. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the best we can, <laughs> but I'm sure it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. I'm not in the closet. I'm in my bedroom, wow. which is kind of awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. so spacious. Yeah. <laughs> you could do I know. activities, you could do all kinds of things. Yeah. I could, I could just like lounge on my bed and record the podcast. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Oh, I want to try that. Just like, just be comfy and just I chill. I, my, I that thought about lovely. it. I really did think about it, but I was like, how is my mic? Where's my mic going to go? <laughs> <laughs> we need like a stand that will like sit above us and then that would be yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's like, like clip it onto my headboard or something. Perfect. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love that we were Bowls. acting out that whole like <laughs> mic situation. Like our hands are doing weird things. If only you could see. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's great. Yeah. Um, today we have a couple true crime news updates, which is exciting. Yeah, because a few things have been happening. So mm-hmm. um, remember like way back at the beginning of the pandemic when we met Joe Exotic and Tiger King and we talked about him and then we did our like mini episode on Doc <laughs> Antle and yeah, of course. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, all those things. Um, so we figured we'd just like throw a little update in because some stuff's happened. Mm-hmm. So Joe Exotic's former zoo is officially no more after the property was sold to the one and only Carol Baskins. And it was more like she received it as a settlement right? in her lawsuit. It wasn't really a sale. It was ongoing lawsuits against Joe Exotic and she, she got his property. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was back in 2020. Mm-hmm. And she has now sold the property with the condition that the land cannot be used for a zoo for a hundred years. And so the last animals remaining at the zoo, which once had as many as 1400 big cats were turned over to the justice department in early August, 2021. And I think from the justice department, they will then distribute them to different Mm -hmm. zoos and sanctuaries and places where they can live out their happy kitty lives and make sure they're all healthy and being cared for in the best possible way that captive tiger can live so, yes yeah. exactly. which is fantastic i can't imagine having 1400 big cats in one small space that's no concerning. and like i mean and we talked about this before we had yeah. so many issues with the condition of those cats and so oh, yeah. knowing that they're all gonna have happy lives even though they're behind cages and whatnot and mm-hmm. it's better it's better for them it's better than it was so that's all we can kind of ask for for yes. those critters <laughs> Yes. And Joe Exotic is still like chilling out in prison. Um, I think he has cancer. Yeah, he's got cancer. And I mean, he was really trying to get a pardon from President Trump before he left office, but that never happened either. That didn't happen. And he said it was because he was too gay. So then Trump wouldn't pardon him. (laughs) (laughs) He decided is the only reason, the only possible reason why he didn't get a pardon is because he's too gay. Yeah. Like, okay, Joe. I think there was probably more to it than that, but you know. Maybe a bit. Maybe like Whatever. a whole bunch of video evidence of you just being the most insane person. 
right? Like, how about you just stay where you are? Just and just live out your days, quietly. man. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's possible for him, though. He can't just no. sit and be quiet. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not in his in his blood. But yeah, so that's interesting. It's always fun yeah. to see their names pop up in news headlines. <laughs> and it was like right away. It was like, oh. Yeah. Carol Baskins is up to something. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's go check it out. Cause it's like basically like the bachelor of the true crime world is the Joe exotic story. <laughs> right. <laughs> still not tired of it after no. all of this. It's still entertaining to me. I know. I know. Ridiculous. Cracks me up. Mm -hmm. um, I have an update from our morning news episode number 16 in regards to the Atlanta spa shootings that happened in March of 2021. And so I covered this story in episode 50, where Robert Aaron Long was accused of murdering eight victims in three separate spa and massage businesses in and around Atlanta, Georgia. It was a, a very, very sad case, and I'm really glad that we finally have an update on it. Since then, Long has pleaded guilty to four of the killings, but he faces more charges and a possible death sentence in the other four murders. Because the shootings took place in two separate districts, it sounds like there's going to be two separate trials. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I was not expecting that. No. For the Atlanta killings, Long faces charges including murder, aggravated assault, and domestic terrorism. District Attorney Fannie Willis is seeking the death penalty as well as a sentencing enhancement under Georgia's new hate crime law. Georgia's hate crime laws does not provide for a standalone hate crime. A person must first be convicted of a crime, and then a jury must determine whether it was motivated by bias, which then carries an additional penalty. Wow, that's I thought it was awesome, actually. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I wanted to mm -hmm. put that in there. And as we already know, all of the Atlanta victims were women of Asian descent. And Willis said she believes the killings are motivated by bias based on the gender and the race of the victims. Mm -hmm. Long's attorney had reached out about a possible the possibility of a plea deal, but Willis still plans on seeking the death penalty. In the case of the other four killings that took place in the Cherokee County, District Attorney Shannon Wallace has agreed to a plea deal in the interest of swift justice and avoiding lengthy appeals. Long pleaded guilty to charges including four counts of murder and received four sentences of life without parole, plus an additional 35 years. Hmm. Wallace said that if the case had gone to trial, she was prepared to seek the death penalty and would have argued that Long was motivated by gender bias. But she said during the hearing, the investigators found no evidence of racial bias in the killings there. She noted the diversity of the victims and said Long walked through young Asians massage, quote, shooting anyone and everyone he saw, end quote, which I'm not sure if I agree with that one. No, but... He Maybe she knows something more that, than we don't, so. Yeah, I mean, he went to three separate establishments that were all owned and operated by Asian women. And yes, two of the victims were Caucasian, but one was a customer and the other was a handyman working in the building. He shot them because they were there. He was in a frenzy. Why would he leave them to one, perhaps try to stop him or two, later identify him? Like, I don't think you'd be very selective in a situation like that, even if it was racially motivated. Yeah, no, I could. Oh, I'm going to leave the white dude alive. I mean, that's going to make it really obvious that I'm right. racially motivated, right? Exactly. You're just going to go in there, shoot up the place and be done with it. But anyway, regardless, he got a pretty good sentence out of yeah. the situation anyways. So 
It's, no matter what, he's in jail for minimum of 35 years. Exactly. He'll be locked up for the rest of his life. So 100%. that's fantastic. I like that because heck, okay, yeah, sucks. A lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my other update uh, is about the remains found at residential schools. So mm-hmm. over the past few months, we've been discussing the unfolding situation of remains of mostly Indigenous children found across Canada at former residential schools, as well as some similar institutes in the United States. Our last update from July 1st, there was 1,323 found graves. Now we are seeing numbers upwards of 6,509 across North America. The problem, though, is that for some reason, it's been very difficult to find the official count and the breakdown of where this number is coming from. So that's kind of concerning that things are already getting really quiet after the, you know, initial big shock of everything and let's talk about this. And now it's like the only places that I can see that information coming from is is social media sites that are trying to keep it relevant. But everywhere else in the news, it's just there hasn't been any true updates. It's been really, really frustrating because I want to know more. I want to know, like, I want to have those children be known. I want them to have justice and I want their communities to start to heal. But if people are already not talking about it and we're Mm -hmm. struggling to find accurate information about it, that's not helping anybody. Right. The whole point of it is to bring everything to light and be transparent about what happened, but already it's kind of getting swept under the rug. (laughs) Here's the rug. We're just going to sweep under there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But if you didn't know, September 30th, which was Orange Shirt Day, has now officially been made the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. So- That's good, at least. The day has been created to give everyone an opportunity to recognize and commemorate the legacy of the residential schools. I feel like that's that's fantastic. They get their own day. Mm -hmm. We can recognize it and everybody should recognize it. But at the same time, it kind of seems like let's not talk about what's actually being discovered and actual numbers, but here have a day. So then it makes it look like we're still doing lots. I don't know. That's just kind of how I felt about it when I tried to dive into everything today and I couldn't find anything, but they're like, Hey, but it's okay because we, we gave you a this. day. Yes. Yeah. But regardless, it's a, a day that I think is appropriate. And I think people should actually take it serious and actually try to use that day for what it's meant for. Not like a lot of the, the statutory holidays that we have. And everybody's like, I don't actually know why we have this day off. I'm just happy like, not to work. <laughs> like today is like today. actually Labor Day. And right. why do we have this day off work? <laughs> I mean, there's the- always a good football game on today, but whatever. Right? <laughs> For barbecues is what yeah. I think most people think. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. Anyways, in regards to... Um, September 30th, it's a stat holiday for federal regulated employees. However, private companies, the holiday is optional just in case. See, see there, yeah, I find that frustrating. Yes. If you're going to make a statutory holiday, make it a statutory holiday across the board. Right. And I know that there's, I can't remember the number, but I know that there's a certain amount of schools or Mm -hmm. school boards that are like, okay, we're going to take the day. Mm -hmm. And that's great, but it's only like 16 or something school boards across Alberta right? or Canada or something. Canada. Yeah. And I, and that's crap. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, my kids are going to be wearing orange shirts on orange shirt day. And 
I'm going to wear an orange shirt and whatever. But I mean, it should be no different than Remembrance Day, right? We should have ceremonies and we should be talking about them. And like, I don't know. The fact that it's optional makes it feel less important. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I feel like it needs to be more important than they're making it out to be. Yes. Yeah. Because it does seem like a lot of privately owned companies um, and businesses, it doesn't sound like they're going to be closing. But I guess if you are in a situation, like if you are working in a place that isn't going to be closing, then orange shirt day, wear an orange Mm -hmm. shirt and talk about it. That's yeah. And if somebody asks you about your orange shirt and you, you be like, I'm wearing this because it's the national day for truth and reconciliation. So yeah, exactly. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's all I have for true crime news updates. Yeah, me too. Good ones. Mm -hmm. All right, friends, grab your glass and get cozy. Let's talk about murder. Tink, tink. All right. So I get to go first today. Mm hmm. And I was a little worried um, <laughs> that you were going to steal this article because it's pretty interesting. Uh, oh, I'm and, intrigued. <laughs> and when Tara and I went to open our document today, we realized that at the exact same time, we must have created a document because mm-hmm. she was working on hers and I was working on mine. And then when I opened it up tonight to get everything set up, I was like, there's nothing written here. Like, <laughs> is, is Tara coming? Like, what's happening? And she opened hers and mine looked the same. Uh, she's like, yeah. oh my God, did something happen? Like, <laughs> like I would, I feel like she would let me know if something happened and we weren't recording tonight. So we both had a panic. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And we also both like our first, like number one true crime update was both Joe Exotic. So that's yeah, funny, but We're still on the same page. <laughs> I was a little stressed. I was like, oh God, Tara's going to pick my, my article and then I'm not going to have anything in <laughs> but it's fine anxiety is fun guys right write it out it's good (laughs) good times yeah um so the title of my article is man killed in plane crash identified as serial killer who murdered three florida women and possibly others cool the i know right this is why i totally thought you would have picked it i haven't seen anything about this so what okay cool yeah uh, the author is Gina Tron and my source is oxygen.com. Um, all right. So investigators say DNA from Brazilian national Roberto Wagner Fernandez's grave matches the crime scenes of murder victims Kimberly Dietz Levesi, Saya Damas, and Jessica Good. Law enforcement in Florida this week identified a man who died in a 2005 plane crash as a suspected serial killer responsible for brutally killing three women in South Florida at the turn of the millennium. The Broward Sheriff's Office announced Tuesday that Brazilian national Roberto Wagner Fernandez is responsible for the murders of Kimberly Dietz, Levesi, Saya Damas, and Jessica Good. The three women were killed within a 14-month period in 2000 and 2001. The department stated in a press release that Dietz Levesi's body was discovered inside a suitcase along a, ro- a roadway in Cooper City in June of 2000. Several weeks later, Damas's remains were found stuffed in a duffel bag near Denia Beach. And in August of 2001, Good's remains were found floating in Miami's Biscayne Bay. The three cases shared similar fact patterns, and as detectives from BSO and Miami police worked together, clues began to emerge. The DNA evidence collected from all three crimes pointed to one as yet unknown culprit. 
Also, fingerprints from the evidence collected at two crime scenes were a match. But the identity of the killer remained a mystery. But soon, suspicion fell on Fernandez, a Brazilian citizen who lived in Miami in the late 1990s. Investigators say he returned to Brazil after Good's killing. In 2011, fingerprints taken from Fernandez following his wife's death matched the fingerprints from the crime scenes. Broward Sheriff's Office Detective Zach Scott said that Fernandez was accused of killing his wife in Brazil in 1996, but he was acquitted. He was also a suspect in several investigations in Brazil as well. Investigators traveled to Brazil in 2011, hoping to talk to Fernandez, only to learn that he possibly died in a plane crash there in 2005 while headed to Paraguay. As Broward County investigators noted during Tuesday's press conference, they did not trust that he died in the plane crash. Great, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> detectives thought he might have faked his own death and wanted to exhume Fernandez's body to determine if he truly was dead. It took nearly a decade, but officials have finally confirmed that he is in fact dead and the killer. Fernandez's grave was opened during late 2020 and early 2021, and his remains were found inside. Investigators were able to link his DNA profile to the suspect profile collected from the crime scenes of Dietz, Slavesi, Demas, and Good. Quote, knowing his last minutes on earth were probably full of terror makes me feel a little better, but at least today we can provide answers to the families as far as what happened to their loved ones and the person who was responsible, end quote, um, Detective Scott said on Tuesday. And officials believe that Fernandez may be responsible for other murders in the United States. Wild. Well, I was thinking that too, I like know. really, like, I don't know, just how that all went. Was it really only three women they found? Was it really only yeah. three? I, I feel they like don't think so, but they weren't, more. <laughs> they weren't naming names of who they think right. might be his victims at this point in time, but mm-hmm. they have his DNA now. So, so that's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm sure there's somebody who's just working in a lab on cold cases that can just Just be like "Hmm, running them through. Are you a match? Are you a match? Were you found in a suitcase? (laughs) Yeah. Or a duffel bag or, and see, it's crazy because like he left fingerprints, but he was like, Mm -hmm. there's a suitcase. And like, so I'm thinking cloth suitcase, like where, like, Mm -hmm. that's not easy to leave a full fingerprint behind on Mm -hmm. a duffel bag. Again, not easy to leave a full. Mm-hmm. full fingerprint behind on and I mean floating in a bay I guess that's yeah almost impossible so exactly so <laughs> it's really lucky actually that they were able to get the fingerprints and match them to him so yeah 100 percent I also when you were saying that they got the fingerprints after his wife died I was like why, why is that a thing? Is that like a standard procedure that I don't know about? Like everybody gets fingerprint when like somebody close to dies. dies, you get fingerprint. I was going to ask about it. And then you immediately answered my question. I'm like, okay, well, obviously Tara, like (laughs) you must've been a suspect or something because why, why else? (laughs) I mean, I did stutter over that sentence. So, you know, it's all good. And I don't know. Yeah, so that's fun. Yeah. It's really morbid, mm-hmm. but I always find cases where they hide and dispose of body parts, like in suitcases and duffel bags. I always find it very interesting for some reason. And I don't know why. I, well, I mean, that was our very first episode. I know, but I feel like it like goes back further than that. It's just something that yeah. I've always found fascinating. And 
Yeah, I don't really have an explanation. I mean, the whole for process that. of getting the human in the suitcase is like yes, it's it's a process. you have to wrap your head around it, right? Right, and then you just walk out of your house like dun, 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 I'm going on a trip. Gotcha. I'm going <laughs> to Mexico. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Don't mind me as I just like drop this on the side of the road. Don't mind my leaky bases. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think it's very interesting. But yeah, that's a cool case. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I have a pretty crazy story here, too. Uh, are you ready? I am so ready. Okay. My article title today is Texas teen cleared of murdering sleeping woman last year is now accused of setting a couple on fire. Oh, good Lord. Okay. It's a lot. It is wow. so much. Um, my article is from people.com written by Kyler Elverd. So imagine you're at home with your spouse at 10 p.m. on a Friday night. Just another normal night. That is until a teenage girl enters your house, pours an unknown liquid on you both, and lights you on fire. Teenage girl. Yes. Yes. That's rare. I know. Girls are never arsonists. It's very interesting. Ooh, okay. So, I'm very intrigued. Right? <laughs> so it sounds like an absolutely bizarre and fabricated story, but it happened to an unfortunate Texas couple on August 6th. Devin Graham, 33, and Carissa Lindros, 26, were airlifted to an area hospital after escaping from the burning home. Graham later died of his injuries. Lindros remained in the hospital in critical condition, suffering burns on more than 70% of her body and undergoing numerous surgeries. Graham left behind three children, two of which he had with his wife, Lindros. Oh, that's so sad. I know. I apologize. My dog is barking in the background, if you can hear that. So. Oh, Rocky wants uh, to be part of the show. <laughs> well, I think he's chasing Kyle's away, so he's doing his job. I can't even get mad at him. So. That is his job. Good job, Rocky. Yes. yes. So if you hear barking, I'm sorry. <laughs> Before his death, Graham allegedly told police that a female had entered the residence, poured an unknown substance on him, and lit him on fire. Witnesses also reported seeing a white four-door sedan fleeing the scene and said the suspect was a white female under the age of 30. Further investigation into the information authorities gathered led them to believe that 19-year-old Emma Pressler is responsible for the attack. And what really grabbed my attention right away with the story was the picture of Emma. She honestly looks like a pretty blonde, innocent, like 12-year-old girl. Like she looks super young. What? So how could she be responsible for such a horrific attack? The motive remains unknown, but this would not be the first time Pressler has been in trouble with the law. According to Heavy.com, she was arrested on July 11th, 2019 on charges of possession of a controlled substance and evading arrest. Later, she was wanted for failure to appear on the possession of a controlled substance charge. In March 2020, she pleaded guilty of theft of property after breaking into a detention officer's car and stealing his debit card. Pressler was also wanted in Harris County on a felony methamphetamine possession charge. And worst yet, this will be the second time within the last year that she has been charged with murder. I, I just can't. What? I know. It's crazy. Okay. So in September 2020, Pressler was apprehended after authorities found her in a vehicle linked to the drive-by murder of a sleeping 20-year-old woman with cerebral palsy and muscular dystrophy. 
Pressler was initially accused of being the gunman's getaway driver, but a judge determined that while the evidence was suspicious, it was not strong enough to connect her to the shooting. The murder charges were dropped and she was released from custody. Four men, including Pressler's boyfriend, were arrested for the murder of Sierra Rod in October 2020. Some of the victim's family believed that their target was actually Rod's 15-year-old brother, as he had apparently been feuding with some people involved in a gang. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fast forward back to present time, Pressler was apprehended for the murder of Devin Graham on August 26th. As mentioned previously, the motive is unknown, or at least has not been disclosed, although relatives told ABC 13 that Pressler knew the surviving victim, Chris Alindros. Chris is still fighting for her life, and a GoFundMe has been set up to raise money for her medical expenses and her family. And I can't find any information about whether or not the children were home during the fire, but I think it's safe to say that they were not harmed in the incident, though I can't even imagine the emotional trauma that this would cause to those poor tiny humans. Oh my God. Can you imagine? No, and I have so many questions. Like, I know. (laughs) Girl, what happened to you to make you into such a little psychopath? Right? To walk into somebody's house, like they just thought originally that it was just like arson of the home. Like they just, somebody lit their house on fire and they got caught up in it and one person died and one was injured. But the man said she walked in and poured gasoline on them and lit them on fire. So like, it I, was, I need to know why. I do too. I absolutely I, need to oh, know why. Oh, that's frustrating. <laughs> like, and what the hell? That poor couple. And they look like such a sweet, like they look like people that I would be friends with, like just normal everyday people. Yeah. And it's like, how did this happen? Like, I don't know. I need to know the full story. I guess it's another reason to lock your friggin' doors, but no man. kidding. But like, just add that to another like paranoia that I never had before, but you know, yeah. I'm always going to walk in and light me on light fire. me on fire, you yes. know, because I have all these fears about like people breaking into my house and all that kind of stuff. This is something I've not prepared for. <laughs> no. So thanks Sleep for the fire extinguisher beside your bed. Right? Like, what do you do? Exactly. It's like, I, yeah, now this occupies part of my mind. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is a lot. I just, and the poor woman that got murdered. Oh no. Yeah. She was disabled. She was just in her bed sleeping that night. And these people open fired on their house. It sounds like they had like four different types of guns. Like they had rifles, shotguns, and handguns, I believe is what it said. And they just open fired on this family's home. And unfortunately she was in the path of, of some Ugh. of those bullets. So oh, I hate that. heartbreaking. Like she did absolutely nothing, nothing at all to deserve that. So it's, oh, it sucks. That's terrible. Yeah. So a uh, bizarre article because I brought us way down. <laughs> sure. I got okay. a good one. Okay. Yeah. Um, good. All right. The title of my article is Wisconsin Cow spotted going through mcdonald's drive-thru nice (laughs) and then a little like underneath the title it says the cow was in the back seat of a buick sedan oh (laughs) not what i had pictured in my (laughs) phone so this is from um huffpost.com and uh so this was in marshfield wisconsin Mm mm-hmm 
So spotted in a car at McDonald's drive-thru in Wisconsin, a cow, all of it. Jessica Nelson of Mossany pulled into the drive-thru at a McDonald's in Marshfield on Thursday and said she looked up to see a cow in the backseat of a Buick sedan, three cars ahead of her. <laughs> Quote, I thought it was fake at first. Who puts a cow in a Buick? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> then its whole head moved. End quote. <laughs> she quickly picked up her phone and shot a video of the bovine. I just took the video of it because I was blown away. There was a cow in the back of a Buick, she said. She posted the video on her Facebook page with the caption, a whole freaking cow. <laughs> Tell me you live in Wisconsin without telling me you live in Wisconsin. <laughs> she also pasted a message on the video itself that read, that's a whole fucking cow in the back of that car. <laughs> oh, I love it. By Friday afternoon, the video had gotten like 112,000 views. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Of course, because yeah. it's a cow in a car. It's right. hilarious. Nelson said the family of the cow's owner saw the post and contacted her. They said that the cow was actually a calf. So okay, that cow. that answers my first question. Because like, how do you how do you get it in there? Yeah, right, right. Mm -hmm. She said the owner had just purchased it and two other calves, which were also in the back seat. What? <laughs> but they were lying down out of sight at an auction. Okay. A Buick is not that big. Like a Buick sedan, it's not that big. Mm -mm. And even if they're like itty bitty baby cows, that's a lot of cow in the backseat yes. of your car. I would go as far to say too much cow in the backseat of your car. And like, okay, it's a sedan. It's probably got like I'm hoping it's got leather seats because they're easier to clean. Oh God. But... Oh, could you imagine if there were cloth? Oh, and like there's cloth, like cloth floor, like, oh my oh. God, unless this whole back seat is tarped, there's going to be cow shit everywhere. literally everywhere, everywhere. I just, I hope there's no scours, just saying. <laughs> right. I mean, I think like a little stress diarrhea from those poor little calves mm -hmm, mm -hmm. being in yeah. the auction yeah. mart and, yeah. and then being put into a sedan that right? could definitely happen. I'm like, how did you get them in the sedan? I just like, oh, I would have loved to just watch that process. I mean, okay. So my mother-in-law and I years ago, um, Des and I weren't married yet, but my mother-in-law's like, I'm going to go pick up a donkey. You want to come with me? And I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. That's fun. Like, why mm -hmm. not? And we go to get in her truck and it's not hooked up to the trailer. And I was like, are we not taking that? And she's like, nope. I think we'll just put them in the back seat. So like, I, I can kind of relate. I can. So you've um, kind of been in a similar situation. Similar situation. But um, actually, I think it would be easier to get the calves into the sedan rather than the donkey into the back of the truck. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> donkeys don't do what you want them to do. Surprise. Donkeys do They're what stubborn. they want to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, and it wasn't a full size donkey, it was a mini donkey. I assume still I assume that still, <laughs> we did actually get him in there. Mm -hmm. And Des is at home with his dad, and we like pull up and we're like, there's a donkey with its head sticking up the back window of the truck, which still makes me laugh to this day. Was my first that. first real adventure with my mother-in-law. Nice. Desna, yeah, like I said, Des and I weren't married yet. We were just still dating, but I was like, 
I must make a good impression. Yes, I will go. Yes, of course, I'll put a donkey Get in your backseat. Donkey in your car. <laughs> Whatever you need. That's and not I, weird at yeah, all. It's not weird. And I can promise you that the donkey definitely shat in the cup holder. <laughs> in the cup holder. Yeah. And in like the handle of the door. Yeah. It was oh, no. oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good time. So oh, I can that's... I can relate a little bit, but I still don't understand the three in the sedan. The and three if you only have impressive. a sedan, what are you doing with the calves? What are you doing? Yeah. I'm working at the clinic at the vet clinic. I should I should specify. Uh, I I have seen calves in back seats as well, but not three. Three is no, that's a lot. No, and it's <laughs> usually a truck, right? It is like... usually a truck. Yes. Yep. Yeah an yeah. old beat up farm truck. And it's like, well, that makes sense. And if they shit in it, they shit in it. But like, but is, that's your going to town grocery car? everyday car. <laughs> sure. Let's put three calves in there. Sure. Sounds good. Yeah. And then to top it off, go through McDonald's and get a nice beefy burger. <laughs> like that's a little morbid. <laughs> Can I get three Big Macs? Please? Yes. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh yeah I, that made me giggle so I was like well it's not really crime related but it's fucking weird so <laughs> we don't have rules here bizarre article it's bizarre article yeah and I have actually one more like mm. bizarre thing it's like okay and I don't know if you've heard this but mm. so we we all know about the one virus that's taken over the world mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know the one it starts with the co and ends in a vid right mm. yeah i don't want to talk about it <laughs> right but have you heard about the other problem that's running rampant in alberta uh no i don't think so you haven't heard this okay um syphilis oh great wait seriously <laughs> Alberta is in like some sort of crazy SIF outbreak. <laughs> HS officials say that there has not been this high rates of syphilis since 1948. Oh. Before okay. the treatment for the SIF even had been figured out. What What's going on, guys? So what like, are we doing? <laughs> and SIF, like I've learned through my reading here that... <laughs> <laughs> I promise it's not from personal experience. It's just from the from reading the article. Mm-hmm. Um, was that syphilis is treated by penicillin? Like it's so like one of the most basic, easiest, yeah, yeah drugs, antibiotics right. treatments. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, first line defense. Right. <laughs> so officials are attributing the outbreak to hookup apps such as Tinder and people not using protection with unknown partners. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's how that would happen. So, here's my little reminder to you, because nobody wants the green wiener. Oh. Um, and it's like 2021, people. Like, don't be gross. Like, do better and just wear a freaking condom. Like, I love that. Syphilis rates <laughs> higher than 1948. Come during, on, people. During a pandemic where we're supposed to be socially distanced socially distancing (laughs) the irony (laughs) I know I was like oh this is just too it's too much like what's happening guys I guess people are really liking to swipe right or left I don't know what is it I don't Uh, I can't tell you I think it's right I think it's right I don't actually know 
I am, and I'm so glad I don't know because me too. If I had to go that route to find somebody, I would have given up a long time ago. Just saying, I would. Oh be yeah, very I would be like to be a, by myself, like single old hag that lives in the forest, like 100%. all by myself. I am so okay with that. Like honestly, <laughs> swamp witch vibes over here. 100%. Like that's yeah, that is that's the look that I'm because. Uh, no, thank you. Mm. I don't want any part of that. Yeah. Kudos to you people that are out there dating in this crazy world. But yeah. Sounds tough. I feel bad for you, to be honest. Yeah, um, Especially when there's this kind of outbreak going wild. I know. Robins. So that it's sucks. Like, <laughs> it's like nobody's talking about the syphilis outbreak in Alberta, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> provincial-wide pandemic (laughs) and yeah it's like a thing that's crazy and the highest number since from before there was treatment for it that's terrible yeah Yeah. absolutely terrible is it because like you know I feel like with COVID other parts of our healthcare system have been like not as great because everybody's so focused on COVID so like people aren't going to get treatment now whereas they would have before I don't know. But <laughs> this started in 2019. So okay. I don't think so. Okay. No, I'm just trying to help the people out. And <laughs> like 2019, there was like announcements made and they're like, hey, like syphilis is a thing. Like settle mm-hmm. down, folks. And then 2020, the numbers like doubled again. And then like now they're like out of control. Out of control. Interesting. So it's that I don't- traveling salesperson that we talked about in the last episode yes they're just like running rampant he came over from those watch factories and settled in alberta and he's having a time right and if you don't know what i'm talking about just please go listen to chernobyl or else i just sound like a crazy person no like i totally know what you're talking (laughs) about okay good yeah that's good that's good yeah well, uh, yeah. So that's uh, my fun little extra that I threw in there for you. <laughs> thanks for that little health corner. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just trying to keep people safe. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. Do better. <laughs> Don't be gross, right? Just come on. Don't be gross yeah. and do yeah. better. That's, yeah. that's all we can do in this day and age. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So let us know what you think about the episode. And if you see a story we should cover, make sure to send it in. Sorry, my dog's barking again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us at murderedmerlot at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at Murder Merlot Podcast, Facebook at Murder Merlot Podcast, and Twitter at Murder and Merlot One. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. We would love if you subscribed. And if you don't, you're dead to me. And remember to drink wine. Because it's not good to keep things bottled up. Bye. Bye. <laughs>